All right, so how are you? I'm good. How are you? I am doing well. It's been a little bit since the last one, nearly a full month. Almost a full month, yeah. Um, hope you got your thinking cap on today. Every day. We're going a little more abstract and just talking about art in general. Less okay. hard facts and zero numbers. <laughs> So where should we start? Why don't we start the classic um, art versus tool? Okay. So we have personally had this conversation before, but never really finished in a way that I would have liked. You know, it's one of those things that I just never fully can wrap my head around. So photography, many people would accept as an art, but also not all photography is art. Okay, could you give uh, me and the people an example of photography that would not be art? Uh, Sure, a school picture. Okay, I get Yeah, 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 sure, sure. So any kind of like documentation or ID even. You could expand that to like your driver's license picture is probably not art. Right, right. So um, I guess those would fall in the category of tool. Is that what you're? Yeah, I'm just. So that I've, I've always kind of felt like, well, that can't be art because it's a tool. But then. Like a painting of a. Um, a painting of a king, right? if he had it ordered to be a painting, is that a tool or is that art? Uh, what would it be a tool for? The same, the same way that a school photo is a tool. It's documenting oh, his like time historical... as king. Yeah. Okay. Like, um, the, like the paintings of the presidents in the White House, right? Right. I'd say those are probably art. But where where does the distinction lie? Um, I don't know because now now it's kind of that kind of makes me like think a little further out and say like a picture of your grandparents when they were young um, Mm -hmm. could be used as a tool you know like seeing into the past right you could see the environment and that kind of thing but it could also be considered art you know if it if they were in front of some old old vehicles or in front of like an old ice cream parlor or something that would be an artistic photo by today's standards um so the the line there is kind of blurry i don't think necessarily that I mean, are you saying that it has to be one or the other? It couldn't be both? Because I think I fundamentally disagree with that. I Honestly, I really don't know what I'm saying. Art has always been such a an abstract to me that I, I love it and I hate it because I can't fully wrap my brain around it. Um, so like expanding from photography and um, paintings, let's talk about stories. Like parables. Are parables art? I definitely think storytelling is an art form. 
for sure, without a doubt, storytelling yeah, is an art form. I, I would totally agree. But a parable is a story that is used as spl- explicitly as a tool. I think a lot of times people don't understand um, in the moment that it's necessarily teaching a lesson, though. I think a lot of times parables and stories are things that, uh, like, you might hear as a child and then not understand, you know, what it really meant until you are older and have some wisdom of your own. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, I agree. Um, I think... I think. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I, I think the two are not mutually exclusive uh, by a long shot. And what I guess I think of is, like, propaganda. Think of propaganda. Mm-hmm. Um, whether, you know, be it good or bad, for instance, do you remember, um, the, when the Barack Obama, the, it was the blue and red, the hope. Yes. The hope sign that was everywhere. That was both propaganda in a sense that it was, you know, spreading this certain message that he wanted to get out. It was appealing to the masses in a a way that everybody could identify with, but it was also, I would consider a piece of art because it was a play on, you know, different colors and what was visually appealing to people. Um, so I think it was both used as a tool to kind of spread his message and get people behind him as well as it was an art form uh, in itself. So I, I don't think the two are mutually exclusive from one another. Well, here's where I come down on propaganda. I think art needs to be, an exploration, exploration, excuse me, and propaganda by definition, the end is set before the beginning. Like you, you know what you want going into it. There's an end goal. And I think that is even farther than farther away from art than a, a photo ID would be. So you think artists never go in with a plan? No, no, no. I think when you go in with a plan, you make propaganda and not art. Well, okay. So, are you familiar with street art? Uh, yes. I do mean, you know... vaguely. I don't explain further. Just so I. Okay. So, do you know who Banksy is? Yes, I do know who Banksy is. Well, I Banksy, you know, puts a lot of time in making those stencils that he uses to then spray when he's right. making his street art. So, you would say that even though he's considered a street artist, that that is not actually an art form in itself. Uh, I would say that street art can be an art form, but Banksy is most definitely a propagandist. Why do you feel like there's a distinction between uh, propagandists and artists? Um, Because if you think about art, it is really an explanation of either characters or your inner feelings or even sometimes just colors. Like you're just exploring an idea. But a pro- propaganda is furthering an idea, not exploring it, like furthering your cause. So Banksy is a propagandist of art. He thinks that art should be free, right? That's his whole stand. He thinks like art is too consumer-based in the modern era. So his propaganda is free art. Okay, I would like to go take this a step further then and talk about, I guess, having an end point. Um, people that sculpt or make things out of clay and kiln, like, let's, we'll, we'll start simply with like utensils like uh, plates, 
dishes, cups, that kind of thing, they have a pretty good idea of what they're going to make in the end. It's not a real exploration, but I would say that sculpting those things, even though they would be used as tools and are a definite endpoint, I would say is still an artistic action. And I, I know that we both have a disdain for this book, but I think it, I think it actually really applies here. Do you remember the glass shard or the a single shard, whatever the name of the book is? Uh, very I think vaguely. it's a single shard. It's been the, a long time. The, the Potter from China, I believe. Uh, yeah, very vaguely, but it's been a long time. Uh, so I believe the essence of the book, it has also been a long time for me. Um, they discover a new style of pottery, right? And he goes through vase after vase after vase until he finally gets kind of how he feels that he, like, he feels that he is okay with it. So I think even if you have sort of an end goal, right, you still need to explore your way through it. Whereas Banksy makes a painting to shred it. He he intentionally made a painting to shred. So his... There was no... He didn't explore the idea that led him to shredding. He had an idea to shred a painting and worked his way backwards. You see what I'm kind of saying? Kind of reverse engineering it. Yeah, I understand what you mean about his process. Why do you feel like that is um, that in, makes something inherently not art? <sighs> That's a great question. Um, <laughs> why do I feel that making something with the end goal in mind makes it not art? Um, I. I don't know. Something just doesn't sit right. It seems to... Um... I guess it really depends on how you want to define art in that way. Yeah, this is what I knew this was all leading up to. Um... Yeah, I mean, of course. It's a very vague topic, but I still wanted to have it because I really don't like where I am in this decision. Because everything is just like gut feelings. And I want to explore it until I understand what I mean. I think that's a, a good plan. Um, well, why don't you start by... You don't have to give like a, like a one-line definition or, you know, this is or isn't. But set some parameters for what art is to you. And then we can discuss those and I'll tell you if I feel like there are any maybe you missed or that I disagree with. So I think art needs to come as an expression of under not expression, but um, art should be used in a way to learn. Like you should you should be exploring concepts while making art to learn more about the concept. 
Okay, well, let's. I have. Let's just keep going, and then we'll talk about that later. I have. A, I'm going to make a note here, but keep going. All right. Um. So, like, if you're writing a story, you should design your characters and then explore ideas through their lenses versus use your lens as a as yourself to implant ideas into them that's a fair point and i think that is uh, definitely one way that art could be done um you consider bob ross an artist You know Bob Ross, yeah, the painter yeah, that was would, on TV. Yeah. I would, I would consider Bob Ross an artist. <laughs> okay, so when he was teaching us how to paint the trees and the mountains and the lakes and all those things, what do you feel like he was personally exploring? Um. Yeah. I, all right. So Bob Ross was actually in the military for a while, Correct. and um, he, I want to say he went to like the middle of nowhere. I almost want to say it was Alaska, but I have no idea. I really think it's Alaska, but I I might be wrong on that one. So don't quote me. And he, in my opinion, he was exploring almost inner peace. He was, he was getting in touch with the tranquility of nature versus his, you know, past. Okay. Because, I mean, think about... I honestly didn't watch that much Bob Ross. But think about most of the things that he was painting. That was very serene landscapes. It wasn't a lot of action. No, it it was mostly just, you know, literally like mountains, lakes, trees, bushes, that kind of stuff. Um, So you think he was exploring inner peace? Yes. Um, I guess that would make sense, I think. Um, I want to say the name of his show was The Joy of Painting. or It definitely was something Something like really ridiculously similar to that if it wasn't. Yeah. Um, So it's definitely something that it seemed like he had a passion for. And it was always... you know, I never saw him get anything more than just tranquil while he was painting. Right. I guess that's a fair answer. Um, what's another parameter you would have for art? Another parameter? Um, mm-hmm. Really, I just... Uh, certainly, certainly, we could not say beauty is a parameter for art. No. There's plenty of art, whether it be, you know, be it literature, be it painting, be it sculpture, be it music, that is plenty of art and not beautiful even a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's really hard to separate art from beauty, though. Because when you think of art, you tend to think of 
eye catching and like art that you could stare at forever because it just is very I don't I don't want to say relaxing, but something along those lines. Like you wouldn't want to look at an ugly image for a long time. I don't know. A lot of a lot of people who bought Picasso's paintings might disagree with you. Not to say I, you know, could paint anything like Picasso, but there is not a lot about his paintings that was like just just beautiful and serene and something that you know they were eye catching. It was plenty eye catching, but a lot of his stuff uh, is not exactly what I would call beautiful. Well, I think there's I think there's two things that go along with Picasso. Um, I think initially there are people that do enjoy the way it looks, and two, it is very. It is almost a um, a social status thing. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's like, oh, yeah, we went and saw the Picasso painting they have at so-and-so. Or I own a Picasso. It's, lo- it's like, would you rather buy a painting that you like to look at from a coffee shop or would you rather own a Picasso? You know. Oh yeah, I mean, I know exactly what you're saying. I just mean Picasso is, uh, you know, a world-renowned artist. But right. there are not a lot of his work would I say was beautiful. Maybe that's my own personal lack of understanding of Picasso's artwork, but I don't know. And just... that's visually there's just not a lot there for me right i i completely agree i am not an enjoyer of picasso's work um but i think hmm see i really don't have my opinion on this as fleshed out as i would like it to be and that is you know, really, the main reason that we started doing this is so that we we could flesh out more opinions. Fair. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't really know because I, in my own personal bedroom, have a map of Paris that I really like to look at. Like, it's a big canvas map just of the city. And right. I mean, it It definitely wasn't planned. Like, no one planned out the city of Paris in advance, I would think, because if they did, they did a terrible job. <laughs> but it's... And could you call it art? Because all they did was take a copy of the plans you know the, the structure itself or the painting you have the painting i have i well it's I, not even a painting it's not painted i oh well, fair i believe enough. it's printed yeah even still um i i would probably say yes it is an art form i think um i think cartography is a form of art anyways Cartog- map making cartography is what that is um 
just in case anybody didn't know. But I do think that's an art form, especially if you think about like a couple hundred years ago when people were hand mapping the seas and different straits and the coasts of different islands and countries and stuff. That's absolutely an art form. It's a science as well, because you need to be able to do it everything, you know, roughly to scale and be pretty accurate. But I do also think it's an art form. Um, All right. So when does it stop becoming an art form? When does satellite imagery no longer encompass art? Good question. And my response is that a satellite image showing the layout of a city is probably not art, in my opinion. I guess because... Well, that kind of... Yeah, it's so... The fringes are so... I love this topic because I literally cannot wrap my head around where I stand. Because everything is so contradictory. Let's say the human effort that went directly into getting that image is much lower than, say, hand drawing from an aerial map of the area. And here we go back to the photography of your grandparents. The human effort in that one, let's say it was a Polaroid picture, right? They just snapped a Polaroid picture when they were hanging out with their friends. And then, you know, 30 years later, I would agree with you that it's art. Okay, maybe it's not the effort. Maybe it's the... uh, How to say this? The intention? Um, no, because I would argue the intention of a cartographer and the intention of the people that used the satellite were exactly the same. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, maybe it's... Hmm, I don't know how else to say it, but the connection um, with humanity. When you look at a hand-drawn map, that, you know, somebody has invested potentially hundreds of hours of their lives into doing. It gives you a sense of awe, right? Like, I could never, there's no way I could sit down on the top of a mountain looking over a city and draw an accurate or even probably distinguishable map of the city. But those right. people who excel in that profession or did in the past invested hundreds of hours of their lives into making not only something that the average person could look at and mostly understand, but you know, also something that was visually appealing, not just some jumbled up mess. When you look at a satellite image, though, it doesn't give you that kind of sense of awe thinking about how many hundreds of hours of someone's life went into this. Um, so you're saying that the sense of awe is what is what is needed to classify that as art? No, I'm saying that's where my gut's taken me. That's, what, that's where your gut's... Okay. 
So what about images of space taken from like Hubble? They're beautiful. A lot of them are beautiful. But I don't know if I would call them art. Interesting. So do you do you see that more as school picture or ID than you do as art? Yeah, I kind of do. Even though even though I love pictures of space, I love to look at, you know, different nebulas and different galaxies and, you know, all these vivid colors and just super cool things that I will never get to see with my own eyes. And I do think a lot of it is truly beautiful. I don't know that I would consider it art. Okay. So where does the art come in, in the picture of your grandparents? Where is the touch that is connecting that to art? I don't know, Jacob. <laughs> I know. I, it's it's crazy. It's it's really hard to wrap your hand around. Do you do you have an idea of where that touch is that makes that art? The touch that makes it art. Um, I still don't know where I stand on the satellite imagery, but I do think that pictures of space are art. Um, for the same reason. That I think if if you take a picture of the ocean at sunset, is that art? Yeah, I think most people would think so. So if you take a picture of space, where does it lose its humanity? I think it is that most people can be nostalgic for a sunset at a beach. Okay, so you're saying the human experience is what gives it the feel of art. I like that. I think that is right. So a a picture or a map, right, you can relate to being on a road. You can relate to being in a city. Yeah, and I could even envision myself, you know, or the human aspect of all that time invested to to make this thing. So I, I can identify with, you know, both sides of the coin there. Well, I think that I think the time investment, you're getting it wrong. I think I think you're you're contradicting yourself with the time investment. Okay, why do you think that? I'm I'm gonna go back to it again. The, the picture of a grandparents, the picture of a sunset, um, anything that is a that is just a click on your phone or a snap of a Polaroid. I think that is the same as a picture from Hubble. Now, I'm not saying you have to invest a lot of time to make something art. I just think. Um, How can I word this? I think investing a lot of time in something makes it, geez, 
I'm trying to use English and it's hard. Um, I guess it's more likely to be art with higher time investment. But then I don't even know if I really believe that because think of all the things that we produce that are high time investment, but I don't know if I would consider them art. Right, right. I was I was about to bring up people that drop hundreds of hours in video games. Are their characters art? Um, not to me. Probably not no, to most people. I wouldn't say so either. Um, but that is, people will sink hundreds of hundreds of hours in there. Um, so I guess all I'm trying to say is that I think you're you're letting your gut tell your mind too much when you're saying hours invested. Okay, that's probably a fair point. Um, I do think a nostalgia or an ability to place yourself in the situation is a characteristic of art. Not that all art has to have it, but I think it makes something more artistic as well. Yeah, no, I definitely think relating to... I think we stumbled upon something really brilliant there. Relating to the human experience is a qualification for art. Um, I think that's way deeper than I ever thought I was going to get. So what about like logos for companies where do you come down on that um it's hard for me to say that that is art but there are some logos that are pretty visually appealing Right, but didn't didn't we establish earlier that beauty wasn't we we weren't going to qualify beauty as art? Right. And um, here, let me let me come back at you again with another thing. Okay. What if you see an older logo, like a, a logo from the time you were a kid, like a Kool Aid logo from a, from childhood, right? That would connect you with a human experience, right? It would connect you you with your childhood. I think a Kool-Aid logo probably is art. Maybe not just the words Kool-Aid, but like a Kool-Aid packet with the Kool-Aid man on it doing whatever he was doing at the time. I think Mm -hmm. that was a a form of expression. And your qualification earlier of somebody exploring something, I think those people sat down and tried to explore a way to incorporate these colors in a humorous way um, that would appeal to kids. I think those. I think a lot of the Kool Aid packets and stuff like that were probably art, um, and maybe that's my nostalgia. Uh, for instance, I think the Jaguar logo is probably art. The Jaguar, the car company. Yes. All right. Yeah. I. You know, not just the text, but the old classic hood mount of an mm-hmm. actual Jaguar. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Hmm. somebody you know somebody was thinking about oh what would be the best way to position 
you know, its paws and how should its head be turned and, you know, what should it look like and what details should we put here? I think they were exploring an idea there too. Um, I, th I think that would qualify as art. Now, if you ask me about the Supreme logo, I don't really think the Supreme logo is art. All right. Give me, give me, give me your reason on that. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't really know why I don't think it's art. I just don't really think it is. It's just, um, it's just block text. It's just literally just block text. I could have done that in Microsoft paint. Me, a non-artist. Right. Right. But aren't they sort of, aren't they sort of exploring the idea of how, Aren't they sort of exploring the idea of simplicity in a way that's kind of almost ironic? Well, irony's for humor, not for art. Are you saying that humor isn't a form of art? Mm. Just pure humor? Nah, I don't think it is. I think things like, to clarify, I think things like stand-up comedy or movies written to be funny are art forms, but I don't think your quick-witted friend that could crack a joke at any time is an artist. I think he's just a funny guy. All right, so if if humor is it, or I mean, um, if art is an exploring an idea that connects on a on a human basis, right? A real a real connection to humanity isn't humor exploring ideas on a human basis, but the basis of comedy, the basis of laughter. Sure, and that's why I think that probably stand up I do count as an art form. Mm -hmm. But uh, so you're in a like situation based comedy, right? Like cracking a joke, right? on the situation aren't you really exploring the ideas of that situation that you are currently in not really you don't think that you're sort of taking a look at a level underneath where you are you're taking a look at the basis of the kind of position it's really hard i wish i had an example but i can't think of any at the moment well I'll, maybe there are some that would work but let, let me say this i don't think like the average uh your mom joke or or uh, that's what she said joke is any kind of art really like when you say something and your buddy goes that's what she said <laughs> i don't think that's an art form i just don't it, it might be funny and i might even laugh at it in the moment but Mm -hmm. it wouldn't be art. Now, if I watch a Dave Chappelle special where he gets up and turns into a storyteller and has a whole audience entranced in what he's saying and has a whole crowd of people laughing with him, that's an art form, without a doubt. Okay, let me, um, let me sort of unpack my feelings here. Okay. Because I absolutely agree that stand-up is a form of art, but I don't agree because I do think your, your, your quick-witted friend is making art. And I think that uh, that's what she said joke. Um, 
there's a reason that they're that it exploded. There's a reason that everybody knows what a that's what she said joke is. And I think it's it's because one, it relates. Like every every person understands the concept of a that's what she said. Right. So it has a very human connection. Right. And I think a that's what she said joke would be exploring the idea of sort of how it's okay to be improper, right? Do you think that people are actively exploring that when they make those jokes? And here's where we're going to get into one of our biggest disagreements on this subject, which is author's intent. Yeah. And I think, personally, that art is art in spite of the author's intent. And I fundamentally disagree. I think art is generally art because of the author's intent. Right. That was, and here, that was probably our biggest talking point last time we discussed this. Right, right, right. And I'm glad that, that we have this now because let's go back to the cartographer, right? Okay. What is his intent when making a map? To document an area. Is the map art? I think so. He set out not to make art and made art. Okay, so I I don't think beauty is I don't think just because something's beautiful it's art and I don't think just because it's not beautiful it isn't art. I do think beauty plays a role in what we consider or perceive as art. Um And I think cartographers do set out to make something visually appealing when they're making the map. Do they set out to make something visually appealing or do they set out to make something um, visually coherent? Because I would argue that they, that they are not shooting for beauty. They are just shooting for usability. Hmm. I think that the earth is beautiful and that's why cartography is beautiful because there's beauty to find in the small stuff like a map a map of the city of Paris right it is a map of roads it is solely to be used to get around as where you go yet there's something about it that is just beautiful even though it's just lines connected The beauty is there in spite of the intent, not because of the intent. I understand what you're saying. Um, And it's a reasonable thing that makes sense. I just don't know if I can make myself agree. Mm-hmm. 
Um, you think people just accidentally make art? Absolutely. Other than this hole I dug for myself with cartography, could you give me another example? Um, sure. I think uh, when your grandparents take a photo of... I think they were just taking a photo because they were like, hey, we went to the zoo. Let's take a photo. Well, sure, but even there, their intent was to encapsulate this moment in history. Not to document so that Mm -hmm. future generations could look back and say, in 1969, the Cincinnati Zoo had a gorilla. Like, Yeah, yeah, I'll agree with that. I'll accept that. Um, Let me think of another way that people sort of accidentally make art. Um, so when you um, when you go through something, right, you go through a weird situation, and then later you go back and you tell your friends about what happened, right? Are you intentionally making art by telling a story, or are you telling a story of an event that happened to you? I guess it depends on how you deliver. So now, um, now I have to think about whether I believe every story told is art or every storyteller is an artist or not. Um, think about your most monotonous teacher you ever had. Or even just person you know in general. Mm -hmm. And think about them telling you about their bland dinner plans with their family. Was that art? Yeah, I'm really... I don't think it is. I think that comes back to... um, Beauty, right? If they... they think at telling stories there's going to be no beauty in it um and i'm not yeah i'm not saying that every story is art i guess but i think that you can accidentally make art just by being able to like just by being a naturally charismatic person and telling a good story I don't think you set out with the intention to to make art unless you're saying it's making art in the same way that sort of stand up would be making art. Right. I think most good storytellers are that way because they enjoy kind of the audience in the moment. And I think that they're looking for some kind of connection with the people around them. Those charismatic people, they rope people in, I think, because they like having people roped in. They like to look around a room and see people laughing or smiling at what they're saying. Or, you know, they like to be in a room full of people who are all feeling the same emotion. I think that togetherness and that bonding that charismatic people create when they tell stories makes it an art form. So, again- so that's sort of coming back to the human connection of it. Would you agree? Yeah, I totally agree. But I I don't know that 
I think charismatic people, when they tell stories, it's with the intent to have that connection. So you're saying if you have the intent to connect on a personal human level, then you have set out to make art. I won't say every time, but I think that applies to most situations. Yeah. Like if I, if I just call you to check in and connect with you on a human level, I don't necessarily think that was an art form. Mm-hmm. But I do think that seeking out human connection in a fruit of your labor makes something more likely to be art. It's going to be hard to set these hard boundaries and say, you know, art has to have all five of these things to be considered an art. I think what what's well, there's a reason nobody has a solid definition for art right now anyways, but right, right. I think it's easier to look at art and examine characteristics of things that we think are art or could be considered art and see how those characteristics apply elsewhere. Um, I don't think we'll ever get a textbook definition. I do think investment of time could be a characteristic of art. For instance, Picasso didn't paint his paintings in 10 minutes. You know what I mean? Not that it, yeah. not that you have to have an investment of time, for instance, like that picture of our grandparents. But I think that's could be, you know, part of what makes something art. I think that beauty could be part of what makes something art. But again, it's not excluded if it's not beautiful. Just like I think that searching for that human connection, that togetherness, that humanity, that little piece of us all is mm-hmm. I think that, you know, is a characteristic of things that are artistic, but I don't think necessarily that if you're lacking that it's not art for art. I'm sorry. For instance, a Jackson Pollock painting, the just splatter paintings. Right. There's nothing about that that makes me feel together with humanity, but I'd say he's an artist. And I guess my question to that is on what grounds do you like where do you where does the feeling come up that he has made art because if like these are all just soft guidelines that we have if we're going to say beauty is a soft guideline does he check the box for beauty for you uh visual appeal but not beauty i think the two could be different for instance um like a geometric pattern of some kind could have visual appeal to you, but not really be beautiful. Hmm. So what is the difference between beauty and visual appeal? Uh, that one's kind of hard to quantify. Um, I guess the core tenet of it to me is that beauty is something that gives me a sense of awe. Like you just want to admire it, but visual appeal is just something that's satisfying to look at. When you, when you paint a room and you untape around the ceiling trim, there's a visual appeal to that nice, crisp, sharp line all the way around your room at the edge of your ceiling. Um, now, let me ask you, is that... Is that for every painted room or is that only for a room that you've painted? Ah, man, that's a tough question. Yeah, because I think 
I think there you're you're confusing visual appeal with a sense of accomplishment. No, I think it is I think it is any room. I think you know, if you have a big squiggly line all the way around your room instead of like a nice crisp, crisp sharp line, I, one is obviously more visually appealing than the other. If I gave you the option of moving into a house that had nice crisp lines where the paint meets the ceiling or one that had spots that were painted unevenly or, you know, dots on the ceiling or that kind of thing where people touched it with their paintbrush, one of those would obviously Mm -hmm. look better. Yeah, I guess I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. But it wouldn't be. It's not beautiful. Yeah, yes, it wouldn't be beautiful. It would just be more appealing than. Yeah, yeah, that's a tough one. Um, I think you're right on that one. I can't really think of another example right off the top of my head, but well, I knew that we would be dealing with that. Like there, it would be really hard to just have examples of. Honestly, I could have prepared for this for like two and a half months, and I still would have come up with almost the exact same things I'm thinking of right now, and not much more. Right, right. There's. If there's no real place to go and gather evidence because it's just an, <laughs> an expression of ideas and what what things mean to you, really. Right. All right. So, so give me your author's intent one more time. Oh, see, I'm just so second-guessing that now that I'm really in-depth considering cartography. Yeah, I wish I had another example that I could give you. Um, I guess the... Because, the like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't consider a painted room art. You would just consider it... I mean, like, blank painted. Just one color. Right. That's not art. That's not art, but that crisp line is visually appealing. Right. And I definitely think there's a difference there. But it has visual appealing as well as, well, not, it has hours put in, but it doesn't have a touch of humanity. There's, you don't, there's no connection with the id in your, in your room. Right. Yeah. So I think I think being connected to humanity is more important than the hours. I definitely agree. Some kind of connection is, I think, the most important tenet that we've talked about so far. So what about... Um, So what about like a painting of Cthulhu, right? A monster that is <laughs> yeah. far away from humanity and doesn't Yeah, I don't I don't know. No, I think I I take that back. I think that would I think that would have like visually appealing as well as ours. I think it would definitely have 
several of the tenants, even if it misses a connection. I don't. I don't think it misses a connection. I, I don't All think right. it does, because even though if I look at this painting, I might not understand exactly what's depicted, I would still understand the sense of fear that was supposed to be presented by this monster. All right. So what about what about a painting of space versus a picture of space? Yeah, I think that counts as art. And I know that seems like a really fickle line to draw, and I'm really feeling fickle about it right now as I draw it. Um, but a painting of space feels a lot more like art than a picture of space. And is that – so are you saying because it's painted, it has a connection to humanity because there are, br- are brush strokes? Maybe. Maybe that's why I feel that way. interesting i even think here have you ever seen anybody that does slow capture images of space through a telescope um yes like there will be people that set up a telescope in their backyard or on a mountain or wherever they're right yeah yeah, yeah. then they use an actual camera to capture space through their telescope right That, that even feels like art more so than a hubble image does and why is that? I don't know. Um, just because they put more hours into it? Well, that doesn't even really square up because if you think of how many hours went into Hubble, which See, I was sole also intent about that. was to go to space and capture images. Right. I guess maybe, um, maybe it's because Hubble's design was not to capture beauty for the sake of beauty in space, but to capture space for the sake of being able to know more about space. Interesting. Interesting. I... So it's because it's because the author's intent is to capture um, information and not, beauty. and not beauty. I think so. I think that's what it boils down to to me. That feels so much clearer now. But that is the author's intent. You see where I'm coming back to in spite of author's intent? Oh, no, no, no. I see. That actually comes down on your side of author's intent, that it does matter. Yes, it does. Oh, there's yeah, this, yeah. There's Sorry, still this I'm... whole big monkey wrench of cartography that I, I don't know what to do with, but. Yeah. Hmm. I, you know, really I, wish I, I think I think you actually may feel more like me than you realize because author's intent is what is the difference in a school ID and a picture of your grandparents too. Um, you see, I think I think that's different. I think author's intent is not what's different there. I do. A school ID is or a government ID or a yearbook photo or, you know, whatever picture you choose. That's a, especially if you go with an identification, that's literally just a tool to identify a person. Right, right, right. And where I come down on that is not that it's not the author, it's that it's the use. I come down that the use of a tool 
like identification. Oh, but that's still, it still yeah. doesn't really yeah, yeah, work yeah, with no. cartography. That's, yeah, it doesn't really. Nothing does. I've been struggling. I still feel that way, though. I think the intent of the photo or painting, or not the intent, not the author's intent, but the application of the photo or painting is what separates the line there and not the author. So that's why you feel the way you do about propaganda. Yes. Because it, it not necessarily that they had an end in mind that was bothering you. It's because they're not using it as a way to express. They're using it as a way to, it, it's a tool to you. And you do feel that they are pretty mutually exclusive, it seems. Yeah, I think so. And I'm not saying that propaganda can't be beautiful and it can't have other properties of art, right? I'm not saying... Because I think Uncle Sam is a very cool piece of propaganda. Sure. But... It's, it's visually appealing. It has nice colors and he has different, you know different textures and all kinds of things that catch your eye and make you want to. It has a connection to humanity. It has several tenets of art, but I don't think it's art. What if somebody were to draw uncle Sam just for the heck of drawing him? Then it's a lot closer to art and probably is art. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, what about comic strips? Aren't they a tool to make people laugh? Right, but so is stand-up comedy. Um, and I think... Yeah. It's... Um... Hmm. Like, is it a tool that connects on a basis of it's a, it's a tool used to connect though, right? And not a tool used for something else, right? Yeah. So I think it. I think a tool used to connect on the basis of humanity is different because every story with a lesson in it is a tool that's used to connect on a basis of humanity. I think that's exactly what good propaganda is. Oh, I'll sh- I should say well done propaganda. Mm-hmm. It's a, a tool, tool to... to connect with the basis of humanity. When, oh, okay. man. Smokey the Bear is a propaganda. Right. right? right. And what's he, his whole point is to connect with people. Only you can prevent forest fires. Right. So they're using it to try to get the human experience relating to people to say, you know, well, it's my duty to put out my fire and make sure that the flame is fully suffocated and make sure the hot ashes are contained and, you know, right. Make yeah. sure I don't flick my cigarette butts in the weed. I, I think that is propaganda. And I do think it's attempt is to connect with humanity. Just like uncle Sam, I want you all right, but oh god. So I think it's oh, where is the difference here? 
<laughs> That's what I've been asking myself about drawing maps all night. <laughs> uh, I knew this was going to be a good one. I, I really did. Um, so I think if you're connecting as a means to an end, I think the application is different. Um, so I think in comedy, right, you're connecting in order to make them re-examine their own opinions, whereas in propaganda, you're connecting in order to forward your opinion. That's a, that's a good distinction that you've made. Um, I just don't know that it makes a difference. Right. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I, I don't want to say I'm grasping at straws, but I'm definitely on the fringe of my understanding. I've been on the fringe for a long time here. Yeah. Um, Well, I gotta. I'm just going to push you a little further into a corner here while I have you on the ropes a little bit. Absolutely, um, please do. If we both agree that connecting with humanity is a big part of art, and that's the intent of propaganda, and you're struggling with that, um, let, that, that goes kind of back to artists' intent, right? In the sense that the artist of these propaganda pieces in t- their intent is to connect with humanity. Right. But I don't think, um, I don't think everything that connects with humanity was intended to connect with humanity. Okay. Could you give me an example? Maybe not because you know, we're way out. Yeah, um, so, um, uh, let me see, let me think here, um, do you think, um, cartography is intended to connect on a human level, or do you think it connects on a human level despite the intent man I just don't even know yeah cartography is definitely the fringe case that Um, is the grayest area I've thought of so far tonight and um so let's let's say quilt making right where you establish patterns and you uh, it's really just a pattern and is visually appealing if not entirely beautiful, right? Sure. Um, do you think it has any sort of intent to connect with humanity? Um, okay, to answer that, I have to, I have to make a distinction. Is it like an industrially made quilt that's just made in some factory and shipped out? Or is it like uh, this 90-year-old woman that you know made you a quilt by hand and gave it to you? Uh, 
because if it's the old woman that sewed you a quilt and gave it to you, yes, I think there was a genuine effort at connecting with humanity there. Golly. Um, yeah, let's go, let's go factory. Cause I completely agree. I think if it was made by hand as a gift, there is a real, like just the man hours would lead like in the way that the brush strokes lead to the connection with humanity. Right. I think that the, the sewing leads to the connection with humanity. And so then I when think, you were, yeah, when you snuggle up with that quilt that you got from that lady on a real cold night, then you think of, you know, fond memories you had of them. I do think that establishes a, a very human connection. But let's say that you were bought a quilt as a child, right? It was a factory store-bought quilt. And you've had it forever. And now it's sort of a keepsake. It has developed nostalgia over the years and now has a connection to your childhood. Hmm. I think no, it's not art. Unfortunately, I think I have to agree. I think I I think I haven't really um conquered what I'm trying to conquer. I don't I'm very much on the ropes here. I don't because I really don't think that author's intent should matter. But the little old lady making a quilt versus a machine pressing a quilt. And that almost makes me want to change my answer on Hubble. To what? To agreeing with you that Hubble wouldn't be art even though it's taking a picture of something beautiful but oh man i just i don't know that i can bring myself to do it i know what you mean like i i it's hard to really like change what you think of something off of just like some face value hard to flesh out arguments I think, okay, I think there are things that could be art in spite of the artist's intent. Um, I'm sure not everything that I would think is artistic or, you know, came from somebody whose intent was to establish an artistic connection with humanity. Mm-hmm. I, so maybe it's not necessarily that it's a hard and fast rule. Maybe it's just that uh, it's another one of those soft tenants like it's more likely to be art if that intent was there than not which I think you definitely have to agree with Somebody, if somebody intends to make a piece of art they're much more successful than somebody who unintentionally makes a piece of art you're going to end up making me except author's intent and I'm not okay with it. Um, (laughs) So I'm going to subvert this conversation and um, talk about sort of TV shows that are just turn your mind off and mindless fun. Is that still art? (sighs) 
you know, I'm trying to just like honestly think about how I feel about that. Yeah, no, I let me let me tell you where I come down on it. Okay. I think it is art, but I think it's a perverted version of art that has lost its soul almost. Um what I know you gave like a description of what you mean, but could you tell me like is there a genre of TV that you're referring to when you say that? Sure, power fantasy. Anything that like is basically just a blank slate and a self insert so you can like this doesn't really apply, but I, I it applies to mindless fun. Um Dragon Ball, right? There is no greater meaning. There is no greater exploration of the concepts. It is just dudes beat each other up. Well, it didn't start like that, but. It did okay, well, it has evolved into it over the years. <laughs> um, yeah, yes, it has. Um Okay, I, I guess then I think I'd probably fall in almost exactly the same place you do. Like, it probably is art, even though it feels icky to say that. Right. Um, yeah, I think, it's, I, I think it's art that's lost its soul. And unfortunately, I think it's becoming more and more popular. But it could just be because I tend to watch that type of genre. I think a lot of people tend to watch that more often because people, I think, are wanting to have things playing on their TV that they don't have to actively pay as much attention to. Right. Um, and so there's some appeal there that you don't have to sit down and devote all of your attention to something. Like if I'm typing a paper or working on something, I usually just have something playing right. on my TV. Um so I think probably that yeah, there's definitely a market for that type of show. Um, but feels kind of gross to say that it is like a true art. Yeah, I don't, I don't know where I come down anymore. I'm so entirely lost on everything. Well, I'm glad you're as confused as I am. What do you say? You say we sort of hit the high notes and call it a day? Yeah, let's recap because this has probably been way too long and rambly. Sure. And I've made some progress in my own mind, so maybe maybe you have too. I don't know. I think I have. I just don't know that I like the progress that I've made. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, what were you? Give me your high notes and then I'll give you mine. Okay, high notes. Um,. God, the start of this was so long ago. Yep. Art, um, the key components to what makes you feel art is art would be a sense of a connection to humanity, um, beauty or a visual appeal that is there. And I'm going to say extra soft uh, for me is a sense of 
work, like a sense of dedication put to it. Yeah, I think I generally agree. Um, I think the only high note that you didn't say that I would is artist intent, which I know you disagree with. I'm not saying it's a hard line drawn that, you know, it has to be. I just think it's a big factor in my perception of art. Um, mm-hmm. So I, other than that, I, I pretty much agree with you almost wholeheartedly there. Um, thanks to anybody who is listening to week two, which is actually <laughs> something like week seven. But <laughs> <laughs> Around. Um, um, and I've enjoyed it. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a good one. Really, uh, really took me around the ropes on this one. Uh, me too, man. All right. Well, hopefully, we'll be somewhat more regular, but who knows? Hopefully, so. <laughs>